This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 69, we talk about what is cool in R2 of ANSYS Fluent 2020 and look at the second quarter financial reports from ANSYS Inc. Hi there, my name is Eric Miller and I'm one of the three owners of PADT, an ANSYS Elite channel partner and provider of ANSYS products, support, training, and consulting, along with a lot of other things. I want to welcome everybody on this early September Sunday on a sunny summer in what may still be the center part of everyone's COVID-19 journey. It's a bit hot here in Phoenix, so I've been spending the weekend doing baking because my AC is not working hard enough already. I made some dog biscuits, uh, some pasta, and this morning I did English muffins. The house does smell good right now, I have to say. But as I was cleaning yet another bowl this afternoon, I realized I had not yet recorded this podcast episode, and it does go out tomorrow morning. So here I am taking a, a little break from other things and talking about one of my favorite things in the world, ANSYS. It's hard to believe that this is episode number 69. It seems like yesterday that we were starting recording these things. Um, we, we will talk a little bit about the listenership and statistics and all that kind of stuff when we get to episode number 75. But I do want to take this opportunity, kind of looking back and realizing how far we've come, to thank all of our listeners, our guests, both inside and outside of PADT, and of course, the wizard behind the scenes who makes all of PADT's content, um, make sure it's created and is distributed for our users out there who find it useful. So today... Um, what we're going to talk about is we're going to continue our journey through the release two of ANSYS 2020. And we're going to look at the second most used product, at least uh, for PADT's user base, uh, Fluent. It's the world's premier CFD application. Just uh, It just keeps on getting better. And as our guest Sino will share, users will especially be happy with the enhancements that make um, getting all that, all that horsepower even more accessible and user-friendly. So let's talk about what he likes in ANSYS 2020 R2. Okay, well, I want to welcome everybody today with a discussion about what's new in Fluent, uh, released 2020 R2. And uh, joining us today is Sina Gutz, who's one of our um, CFD experts at PADT. Sina, why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit more for anybody that's new to the podcast? Sure. Hi, everyone. This is Sina. I'm a, a CFD application engineer here at PADT. I'm with PADT about three years, uh, and I'm in, in CFD world for like mm -hmm. uh, 15 years now. And the majority of it, I'm, I'm, I was, uh, I've been a, a in an ANSYS user. Mm -hmm. uh, my uh, graduate study background is in multiphase and combustion, but obviously, as an application engineer these days, we cover all sorts of <laughs> sorts of physics. So, uh, yeah, we yeah. we get some interesting ones these days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so cool. So, so we're here to talk about the new uh, release uh, R two which uh, came out on time, which we're really happy to see with COVID. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, hats off to the, to the, uh, the fluids development team. Uh, well, really across ANSYS, but the fluids team got a lot done um, at, while in the middle of moving home and, and around the world. That's a very distributed development team. So it wasn't just, uh, you yep. know, in, in Lebanon, it was uh, Lebanon, New Hampshire. It was, it was all over the place. So um, yeah. hats off to them for, yeah. 
for making the schedule and getting all the well, – we'll talk about some things that we're really, really happy to see uh, done in these unusual circumstances. Um, and, and that brings me to my first question is, uh, of everything that was released in this new version, R2, what, uh, what's your favorite? What do you think is going to have the best impact on users? Oh, uh, I think uh, expressions, uh, mm-hmm. as far as the uh, probably uh, something that was, uh, you know, asked for a long, mm-hmm. long time. And uh, the development has started to, to basically re- uh, address that, that request uh, uh, mm-hmm. from uh, last year or, or uh, last release. Uh, but it really got a, a, a very uh, a spike in terms of development enhancement uh, this release. So uh, before, like uh, two, three releases ago, mm-hmm. uh, or almost a year ago, uh, for something simple, even like a sinusoidal <laughs> boundary condition input, uh, user needed to, to write a piece of code, a UDF, <laughs> a user-defined mm-hmm. function. Mm-hmm. Which uh, you know, some people are not necessarily a fan of, of right. <laughs> coding. Yeah, yeah. Some people love it to, to do coding for everything. <laughs> but, uh, now it's it's uh, so it's interesting uh, as it uh, technically uh, in terms of uh, different physics and, and different uh, numerical methods, it gets uh, uh, better and better each release. Mm-hmm. But the look and usability of the software gets uh, improvement, so it's it's an easier software to work with. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's it's a more sophisticated uh, software right. to work with. Yeah, so it's it's a very great uh, improvement. I think. So, so for those that don't know, and and it's if they if they've used uh, say CFX, they're very familiar with expressions. But if they're a hardcore fluent user, what what yeah. can you explain what? It's the difference between a UDF and an expression and how, how you use it. Yeah. So basically, UDF uh, can have uh, uh, it, it's UDF is very popular and still is a very popular mm-hmm. uh, uh, capability inside Fluent. It's basically gives the user and compared to other uh, CFU softwares, mm-hmm. is one of the advantages of, of right. Fluent. So don't take it wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it 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 gives the, the user the capability to uh, to configure uh, uh, the solver to some extent for uh, uh, its a specific application. It's it's uh, basically a piece of code that you write and uh, you compile it and you run it in addition to the or you basically feed it into the solver. But the point was that for something simple like a, uh, a mathematical expression for an input, mm-hmm. uh, uh, maybe it was not uh, the best way for the user to to have that input. Uh, maybe it's easier to just type in in a box, the input box, instead of having mm-hmm. a piece of code and have it compiled and, uh, and then feed it into the, the code. So uh, still, uh, UDF is going to be one of the main fluent advantages. Yeah but for a, a right purpose, for uh, having a customized, uh, basically, uh, setup, uh, not for something simple like expression. So uh, I think uh, uh, that's probably the best way to explain it. Cool, cool. So <laughs> like, if, if I wanted to specify an inlet condition that yeah. you know varied with the radius from the center of the inlet, um, yeah. I just type that equation in now yeah. rather than, yeah. than writing a piece of code to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So love yeah, it. they introduced this uh, simple uh, or the first step of having expressions at the last release. Mm-hmm. Something as you, like you said, or having a time variant like sinusoidal right. uh, a velocity versus time, 
And uh, it really got uh, more enhancement this uh, release. Uh, so you can have expressions for patching the solution or when you initialize the solution, specifically for multi-phase or, or as an example for the multi-phase uh, problems uh, when you have, uh, for example, uh, a liquid or water in some part of the domain and the air in mm. the other part. Uh, before it was not easy. Uh, right now, you can have a, with an if uh, statement. You can if 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 uh, your your location is higher than y or lower than oh, perfect. y equal one something like this. You can mm -hmm. patch liquid or uh, any any phase uh, inside this uh, solution as initial solution. So one application that not not only the input the initialization patching is is now uh, you can use expressions and probably the most important one and, and most. Uh, needed one was mm -hmm. having the material properties uh, ah. as a function of, of some uh, variables. So now right. you can have uh, density, viscosity, uh, you know, uh, uh, absorption coefficient, those type of material properties as a function of uh, variables such as pressure, uh, uh, temperature, uh, you know, turbulence, viscosity, those mm -hmm. things. And it was again before only doable uh, using a UDF now. You can just mm -hmm. type and you can uh, basically, it, it's in a smart way, uh, it detects that you're uh, typing density or, or you're referring uh, to temperature or mm -hmm. pressure. So this is a, a very, <coughs> again, <coughs> a common uh, usage to have uh, material properties uh, as a function of uh, uh, other variables, but mm -hmm. it was not there before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it, it. before you only had some built-in uh, functional functions like uh, linear or polynomial, uh, right. piecewise polynomial. Now you can have your own expression mm -hmm. uh, to define those type of uh, uh, dependencies. Very and cool. uh, yeah, and uh, another one again related to expression mm -hmm. is that you can plot the expression. So sometimes you type an expression, and everything sounds good. Mm -hmm. But when you run the code, it crashes and everything right. goes crazy. So now you have the capability actually to, before running the code as a diagnostic tool, you can plot your expression. Nice. Uh, yeah. And you can have multiple uh, mm. independent variables. So it gives you an idea of what you're typing as an expression and uh, the software will see that. Uh, and, and that's, that's going to be a very uh, useful kind of a uh, check uh, Sanity check to make sure that uh, you have expression in the right format. Yeah, that's good. I think users. I think you're exactly right. Users are going to love that, and uh, it it kind of goes back to uh, you. You don't have to be a expert coder anymore to uh, to use these things. So I really like it. It's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so another thing that uh, I was aware of, it sounds like that uh, is also something that should excite the users and has been asked for, is enhancements in the meshing module. Is that uh, meshing yeah, capability? Yeah, is that exactly. uh, another area that's uh, to yeah. look into in R two? So another very uh, uh, big uh, uh, or a very main uh, road, uh, uh, one of the main paths that Ansys took for Fluent was introducing these uh, workflows for Fluent meshing. Mm -hmm. And the idea was to, because uh, fluent meshing before it was not an easy task. It could be mm -hmm. uh, uh, confusing for some users. Now, again, uh, improving the usability and user being a user-friendly software, uh, Ansys is trying to guide the users step-by-step step with minimum distraction. They even stay in a single window from CAD to mesh to, to nice. uh, solver. Uh, 
so it was uh, something that was uh, had a great feedback. Uh, it was introduced last year. Uh, different workflows, the watertight geometry is the most uh, common uh, workflow people okay. use. Uh, and now they started to uh, to improve and, and basically uh, develop it. And one of the main uh, developments that both the watertight geometry workflow and uh, fault tolerant the other uh, mesh workflow mm-hmm. got this release is a wildcards, and it's really mm-hmm. useful. <clears throat> so because. Uh, mm. uh, you know, you have a, a very complicated geometry with multiple inputs and outputs, for example. Then inside the measure, uh, you want to select those inlets. Uh, you had uh, to either um, uh, select them from the graphics window or from uh-huh. the list. Now you can use a wildcard with like asterisk, uh, like star sign. Uh-huh. You, can, you can have N and star, and it goes and looks for all the uh, inlets that you have. So, uh, it might look simple, but the, the main advantage is that if you, first of all, you can record the workflow. So the, the whole meshing process can be recorded and then you can apply it or replay it for another geometry. Mm-hmm. And the point is that as long as you uh, follow a naming convention on yourself, on your side, for example, uh, if you always name your inlets, inlet and the number, inlet one, two, mm-hmm. three. Uh, if your new, new geometry has a, inlets in a different location or even different numbers of inlets mm-hmm. uh before you had three inlets now you have five inlets because you use these wild cards uh that will pick everything because uh, it has in in it and in stars yes. mm-hmm. yeah so it's very useful for uh, in terms of repeatability and uh, flexibility for uh, for different uh geometries that you use basically so I, I could see that. I could definitely see. So so pay attention when you set up your model to you know naming conventions for for surfaces and volumes and lines and stuff, and you can uh, you could really save a lot of time. It sounds like exactly. And another big, uh, I mean, there are multiple or a few uh, uh, nice uh, enhancements. I just want to highlight two, uh, two of them. One was the wildcard. Uh, the other one is, uh, and I really like it, and I see people using this, uh, is that you can start uh, not not from geometry uh, using a fluent measure. You can start actually from a surface mesh, imported surface mm. mesh. And this surface mesh doesn't need to necessarily be a, a fluent case file or mesh file. It can be a third-party outside ANSYS uh, surface mesh. So if you're company had a mm-hmm. different uh, software before mm-hmm. uh, you used to use a different software to create the surface mesh uh, you can still use that surface mesh uh, you can modify it and then use that that surface mesh uh, to create the volume mesh or you can just use the surface mesh to define the geometry boundaries so basically to define the geometry uh, and, and again, this is going to be very uh, handy and, and yeah. useful because I've seen lots of users that they say, I don't have the geometry. I only have the mm-hmm. mesh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's sort of fine. If you have a surface mesh, uh, you can just read in the surface mesh. If you don't like the quality of the surface mesh that was generated before, mm-hmm. you can even modify it. And then nice. uh, you uh, use that to generate the volume. So it, it's very, very useful. Sure. That's very powerful. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, that that is a a common thing uh, out there uh, these days, or even exactly. not just with legacy, but it just seems like sometimes that's all customers have. So yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Excellent. Very good. Um, 
so you know those are two biggies um, yeah the machine yeah. and the expressions yeah um, those what, are, what about I kind of I, the biggie uh, tag them as as a usability uh, improvements mm-hmm. yeah not yeah, necessarily so. that uh, technical or numerical right. improvements yeah so, so, so what, uh, well, sticking with that though, any changes to the user interface or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, probably the last area that the usability mm-hmm. got, got uh, some improvements, uh, uh, is the, the user interface and graphics and post-processing, mm-hmm. uh, the most important one. And, uh, uh it, I really, uh, uh Liked it when I saw it first because I was uh, kind of suffering from this before. <laughs> uh, is that now uh, the, the uh, mouse functions are kind of uh, consistent between the uh, space plane, uh, fluent measure, and uh, fluent solver? So before and now they're they actually uh, use the space claim as the baseline. It okay, change the standardize on that. Yeah, exactly. So before, you know, used to the the, the, the rotate and, and and zoom, those things were different from uh, space plane to influence. It was really annoying. And uh, now it's uh, it's consistent. And if you're used to, you know, not necessarily a, a space plane user, you're just a phone user, and you're used to uh, the, the previous uh, uh, configuration, you can always switch back to the mm-hmm. legacy theme. Uh, so nice. you can always revert. So that's that's one thing um, I really like. And uh, uh, in terms of graphics, uh, they, they don't uh, show the mesh edges anymore. Kind of uh, make it very more uh, uh, more efficient to, to render and rotate the, the geometries. And some shortcuts to save the scenes and, and uh, uh, contours got a lot of uh, uh, improvements uh, and color maps. There are some uh, new color maps installed by default, including like high contrast or bandit variants. So, uh, in terms of uh, the visualization and post processing, people are gonna uh, really like the new uh, capabilities. Yeah, I always struggle with that because I'm so used to the standard color map that when somebody yeah. puts a, a purple and an orange in there, I'm like, wait, what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good to have because, like you said, it, sometimes you just can't see the variation. You got to have that high contrast. So yeah, yeah, it, it has more uh, flexibility now. You can have good. a clear stop definition or new mm. color picker dialog box. Have yeah, good, so, good, good. It's it's better. So, um, um, on the more of the technical side and the solver side, what's yeah. what's got you excited? Uh, well, so in terms of the applications, uh, one of the the popular applications these days, obviously, is the battery modeling. Yes, uh, that's got a lot of improvements. Uh, you know, Fluent has uh, four different models, from a very simple uh, conjugate heat transfer CHT analysis, all the way to a multi-scale, multi-domain uh, analysis. But what is really uh, 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 interesting or uh, important for this release is that they have uh, they have included the effects of battery life and capacity fade, uh-huh. and they've divided into the long term and short term. So long term is basically uh, it depends on the calendar life effects uh, deterioration over time and uh, the cycle life effect mm-hmm. uh, after many how many cycles you know mm-hmm. it, uh, the capacity Deterrent. fades deteriorates yeah. And the short-term capacity is basically that depends on the rate of the discharge and the, the, the ambient temperature. So uh, you can now have both a long-term and short-term effects when you, you model the battery. And the other application is, uh, which is my <laughs> background, is uh, uh, multi-phase and mm-hmm. uh, DPM. Uh, 
they really covered a gray uh, gray area before. Now it's it's very clear. So before you either had a, the interface between two phases, uh, larger than your mesh background mesh, or mm -hmm. smaller than your background mesh, uh, and then for each scenario you had a different uh, uh, approach, either Euler Euler or a level set tracking method. And okay. there are some applications like fluidized beds that uh, the actors actually transition between these two regimes now. They, uh, they, they cover it. So uh, it's really uh, good if, if you're a multi-phase user, you uh, definitely notice this new capability. And uh, uh, if that uh, transition area region is something you work with, uh, you'll definitely uh, enjoy the new capability. And uh, they have added more breakup models as uh, they they keep improving the uh, the breakup model as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, besides this, uh, I think uh, one more thing is the Granta. Uh, oh yeah. The data for simulation. Yeah. If mm -hmm. people are not available of that, <clears throat> basically, uh, uh, Ansys Granta Materials uh, Data for Simulation MDS is a product product that provides materials uh, material data for more than seven hundred solid materials from uh, Anything you can call the metals to ceramics to composites, foams, uh, you know, uh, magnetic materials, polymers, woods. So you still need to have a license for Ansys Granite, yes. but now it's uh, directly accessible from inside Fluent. So once you where uh, when you're defining basically the material, uh, you have the the option to. Uh, call the Granta library to to read the material properties. So um, again, if you have a C two problems that uh, your mm -hmm. uh, solid materials are are uh, kind of a challenging or not a common material, definitely uh, Granta is gonna be uh, uh, very helpful for you. So not just for the structural guys anymore. It's uh, yeah, be used yeah. definitely used, and uh, that's that's good to know. And I <clears throat> I think uh, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you hear us talk about Granta, and we're just at the start of all the things we're going to be able to do. And so so no more Excel databases for uh, for material properties. That's that's yeah. the that's the goal, or right? Solid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or text files laying around. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. Any anything else? Uh, we're kind of covered, I think, the big stuff, but is there anything else you want to share? Uh, I think we covered uh, the most of the the, uh, the improvements. Again, the, the, the rest of it would be the details of, of mm -hmm. uh, uh, like numerical enhancements. Mm -hmm. uh, there would be very technical uh, if I mm -hmm. want to go over them. Yeah, uh, yeah, with but, the, the two people that listen care about, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, so it's, where, uh, where where would they go to find that? So if you're if you're looking for a new new model or numer numerical method, is that in the release notes? Is that the best yes, one? exactly. So in, in the, inside the the uh, uh, your uh, manual or uh, mm -hmm. if you go to your uh, ansys folder mm -hmm. uh, there is the the uh, ansys help uh, and then under uh, the release notes you can find all the uh okay. new uh, uh notes or, or mm -hmm. highlights one thing i forgot to mention that uh, yes. from this year on uh ansys is going to only have two releases so before like 2019 we had 2019 r1 r2 r3 uh but uh for year 2020 uh, this uh, release, which is 2020 R2, would be the last release. So uh, uh, less uh, uh, release notes for, for users. Good, 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 good yeah. point. Yeah, there's always that debate of do I want those features quicker or do I want to deal with multiple 
Yeah, I think I I think two a year is just the right pace. Yeah. You don't have to wait yeah. too long and um but you're not constantly seems like you're constantly upgrading your software. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So for each year, the second release would be the first release is around January, obviously, and then mm-hmm. uh, second release in June, July. Like it's their, their target. Yep. Yeah. And if they can get it out on time in the middle of COVID, I have all the confidence in the world that <laughs> yep, they do, can do it. <laughs> when things are more normal. Next well, year. very, exactly. very cool. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm always excited. I'm always impressed by the amount of new capability they add. And yeah. we just we just hit the the surface. There's a lot of very specialized yeah. stuff. Yeah. That, uh, again, is- as I said, uh, I'm glad that they not only pay attention to the technical side, <laughs> which is what makes the Fluent the, the, the most powerful full CFP code, mm-hmm. uh, commercial CFP code, but now they're also really paying attention to the usability mm-hmm. and user interface, which is making uh, the user experience is improved significantly. Yeah. You can have your cake and eat it too. You can have a good user interface and user experience yeah. and not give up on functionality. I exactly. think they've shown, yeah. they've shown that. Of course. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah they've shown that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, as always, find these very informative and I appreciate your patience. Of course. Yeah. My pleasure. To a mechanical guy like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, of course. Uh, and you just uh, take care of yourself and be safe yeah, out there. And we'll, we'll talk about something new soon, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Thank you so much. It was nice Thank talking you, to you. All right. Talk thanks. to you soon. Bye. Yep. Bye. Okay, great stuff. And that was just the the things that Cena thought everyone needs to know about. There's a lot more. So do read those, read those release notes. And uh, if you can't attend uh, or listen to a recording of Cena's SEMP webinar that he did a week ago, uh, it's on brighttalk.com. Search, go there and search for Fluent 2020 R2 and it'll show up or just visit PADT's page on Bright Talk and you'll see all of our webinars there. And that brings us to a word from our sponsor, PADT. And it seems like a good time to talk about mentoring from PADT. As tools like Ansys Fluent add functionality and expand their application, you may find yourself wishing you had an expert on hand to assist you in planning, setting up, running, and interpreting your simulations. And that is what PADT's mentoring is all about. You are assigned one of our experts in whichever Ansys tool you're using, and they will be your mentor, advisor, personal trainer, therapist, and sounding board as you take on a difficult simulation. The fastest way to build your expertise is to work with a PADT expert. Our mentoring customers tell us all the time that we save them many multiples on what they invested in paying for hours with our engineers. So reach out today to info at PADTINC.com and ask to hear more about mentoring And one of our ANSYS certified engineers will get back with you and um, let's see how we can help you. So that out of the way, let's talk about how well ANSYS did in Q2. Uh, I'm going to skip the other news and just kind of focus on this. So let's look at the stock price first. It hit a new high of $319.83 and it closed Friday afternoon at $312.37. That's August 7th. This is up 21.35% year-to-date. And in the segment, if we look at Autodesk, uh, it's the only one that's doing better. It started a little bit lower, so it's kind of come up a little bit more, I think. I'm not sure. 32.76% increase that they've seen. Altair is up 14.56, and PTC is up 18.29. But if we look at the S&P 500, which is, of course, much, much broader, it's only up 3.66% since January one. So ANSYS is doing really well at 21.35%. 
Part of the reason for this success may be that Ansys Inc. released their second quarter financials. If you're interested in how the company is doing and what they're thinking and where they're going, I really recommend you go to investors ansys.com. That's investors.ansys.com. And you'll find a summary of all this stuff that I'm going to talk about right next to a nice video of Ajay, the CEO, uh, sharing the news. And there's 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 an uh, infographic, there's a PowerPoint, there's a lot of the press release, there's a lot of really good information there. So I, I highly recommend you check that out. Just kind of a summary. In the second quarter, they posted $385.7 million in revenue with an operating margin, the profit basically, of 29.3%. If you look at how they treat, if they treat acquisitions a little bit differently, how they, they cost out the cost of buying other companies, um, which is they call non-gap, the margin, the profit margin then goes way up to 42.9%. They brought in $131.6 million more than they spent in um, the second quarter. And that left them with $744.5 million in cash and a little over $400,000 in debt. So they're predicting uh, $1.58 to $1.633 million of revenue in 2020. And uh, some other stuff you dig really deeper in. There's a lot of information there. One of the things I like to look at is, you know, who's who's buying, you know, what part of the world is buying. So a little bit of a shift uh, towards the U.S. Asia was down a little bit more. The U.S. was up a little bit more. So Asia Pacific was at 28 percent. Europe was at 25. And uh, actually, it's Europe, the Middle East and Africa. And then the U.S. was at 47 percent for the uh, second quarter. As part of their Q2 presentation, they also noted they, they spent about $300 million on R&D in 2019, and that's both internal investment and acquisition. So if you wonder what they do with all the money, you know they spent a lot of it on getting more tools in our hands working together. Uh, at the young age of ANSYS, 50, at the young age of 50, ANSYS continues to do the, the largest things they've ever done in their life. Um, they had the largest users group meeting in Q2, um, you know, the, the simulation world, which I hope many of you took part of. They also did their largest single deal ever with a customer, and they also did their largest, what they call a new business deal. So the amount of new product that a customer bought was the largest ever in Q2. So they continue to grow and expand. Um, in those presentations, especially in the PowerPoint, if you look at it, they talk about how COVID-19 has impacted the business. And I think this is important to look at. Um, they pointed out that most of their employees are working remote, but some offices are reopening with limited customers in them. Uh, a big change is that travel is very restricted. Where they can go, um, especially internationally, is very restricted. And this is impacting how they do business. Uh, it's yet to be seen if it uh, is positive or negative, but uh, they're adapting well. I know that when we work with the ANSYS folks, ANSYS Inc. folks, um, we find ways to make sure that we're communicating with the customers, even if no one can get on a plane. Um, the other thing is, uh, they, they really have managed to minimize the financial impact. They've had, they've not had to reduce wages or, um, uh, make any changes to how they pay their employees. Uh, most of their, uh, most of their problems have been with companies that can't work remote. So if they can't work remote, uh, they can't get to their ANSYS software, then they're not going to be buying more. So they're seeing a little bit of that on a huge amount. As you can see by the numbers, it obviously wasn't a massive amount. Um, the other thing they're seeing is that payments, according 
according to these reports, uh, this PowerPoint, the payments are getting delayed um, by some of their customers. And Ansys is balancing that by taking advantage of the ability to delay their payments for various taxes in various jurisdictions. You know, one of the economic stimulus capabilities, at least here in the U.S., is uh, companies can delay making their deposit with the Treasury for uh, the employee taxes um, like Social Security and things like that. So um, it's all in the books, but from a cash flow standpoint, it allows them to deal with offset how some of their customers are asking for longer terms or being a little bit later in pain. So, so far, everything looks pretty good. Um, that's all I got for news. I'm not going to talk about um, articles or anything like that. I think that covers uh, enough for today. Uh, I do want to uh, point out our next webinar at PADT. It's called Optimizing Electronics Reliability with Ansys Sherlock. We're huge fans of Sherlock. If you work with PCB boards of any kind, uh, you need to take a look at that product. If you, even if you're using it now, definitely check out the webinar. It's going to be on the 19th of this month at 11 o'clock Phoenix and Pacific. And um, you can go to our website and look at the events page to learn more about that. That's www.padtinc.com slash events. And then um, just want to point out for those of you who are listening from Arizona or who want to attend an Arizona event, uh, we are hosting our fifth networking event for Arizona technology business people. Um, it's at www.pdtinc.com slash network, and it's going to be on the 22nd. We did one this past Thursday, had 111 people sign up for it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the hour and a half went really fast. Everybody really enjoyed it, got a lot of good feedback, and everybody wants to do it again in two weeks. So that's what we're going to do. I'm not going to really talk about any other events or anything. There's not much else going on out there. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at www.padtinc.com slash opt-in. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. Make sure it gets downloaded to your device so that when you want to listen, it's there. Uh, spread the word. Let other people know about the podcast. We love to get new listeners. And as always, don't hesitate to reach out. Everybody have a great couple of weeks and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us for the All Things Answers podcast, episode 69. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS Inc. And the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.